Brought to you by The Book Exchange. Use code BX4FINAL4 to save 25% in store or online at bookexchangewv.com. Recorded live in Morgantown, West by God, Virginia, and across the world with your hosts, Kevin Jones, John Flowers, and our lovely co-host, Ashley. This is the Final Forecast Podcast. All right, here we go. Welcome, Welcome to oh. another episode of the Final Forecast. My name is John Flowers. Just kidding. It would take four hours for me to get through all my titles. <laughs> I'm just dead. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> go, go with it, kid. Well, <laughs> Welcome to another episode of the Final Forecast featuring me, one of your co-hosts, Kevin Jones. Got my lovely co-host, Ashley, with me. That's me. Super producer Dave in the building. <laughs> wow, unnecessary. The stuff we're I doing mean, right damn. now. This is crazy. Right? Super producer you, Dave in the building. Nice to be here. Thank you. Yeah, we'll, we'll get control of the soundboard so we can do that to him as well. Uh, <laughs> exactly. That's what we need. Um, other co-host, John Flowers, he just decides he wakes up one morning and wants to go to Arizona. You know, no surprise there. But... Uh, <laughs> Has, right, has that's so John. Yeah, <laughs> nah, he's um, he's my favorite thing is when he was on Instagram. He's like, can't believe I forgot I'm going to Arizona until just now. And I'm like, dude, you told us you were going like eight hours ago. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I forgot my headphones. I'm so pissed. I'm like, bruh, we oh don't care. Oh my god, <laughs> use that real estate commission and buy a ten dollar pair of headphones. Exactly. True. Yeah. Hey, he he's getting high off the power, man. He um he went to that press conference with Ren Baker, and now he just thinks he owns the world. Now he can just do whatever he wants. That's so true. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, he's like, oh, I can't record this week. I'm going to the West Coast with Joe. Ooh, crazy. Just, like you're so cool. Just picks up and goes on <laughs> oh, West Coast yeah. trips. Joe. Oh, my my friend, the head coach of the Boston Celtics. Oh, you might right. Know yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, so. Joe and I we're tight. <laughs> we're best friends. Have you met my friend Joe? Um, <laughs> oh, do you not have a friend that's an NBA head coach? <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> Can't relate. I don't know what that means. <laughs> right. So what's been going on, man? How's the um, how's the weather out in Morgantown right now? I heard, heard it's fucking cold out there it's, right now. Well, not now. It's freaking 60 degrees Is outside it? right now. Oh, man. Yeah, it's wild. I'm telling you, these temperatures have been insane. It'll go down to like 30 degrees, mm-hmm. and then the next day it's like 60. It's it's It can't decide. Yeah. I'm out here in gloves and a full full uh, coat right now. The, the really? Temp- yeah, the temperature is changing on, on me. I don't know what's going on, man. I don't like it. I don't like <laughs> it. What's the temperature like in Japan right now? In Tokyo, I'm about... About 30, 30, 40 right now. Yeah, yeah, it come, it came out of nowhere too because the sun was shining like a week ago, and just mm. yeah, I was wearing shorts and everything. Crazy. That's what? Yeah, I don't like it. Wow. Kevin, it's gonna be That's sixty today. Is it? Oh, okay. The sun is shining outside now. That I got my blinds. I just closed. did Tokyo as a as a general a general area for you. Okay. Well. That's so nuts. I didn't know. I wasn't sure what the like the weather was like in Japan. I didn't know if they had like an a, like a real winter or if it was more tropical or yeah, they do. You know, um, not familiar. It's more like it gets snowy in like January, February. 
So mm, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so it's it's been cool though so far. Just waiting, um we got games this weekend, so just waiting for that. And uh Nice. Yeah. How are things going? How's your season going? It's going good. We ten and six right now. We won our last game. Um we first in our conference. We have three different conferences, like East, West and Central. So we in the Central Conference. Oh, wow. And uh we're first right now, mm-hmm. so it's going, nice. it's going good. good job. It's going good. We got a chance to make the playoffs. Got a good team, so excited about it. There we go. More excited that uh, my girlfriend and her uh, and her daughter is coming this weekend. They're visiting for two weeks, so. Oh, I was wondering who was coming with her when you said they. Yeah, yeah. Her, That's awesome. Yeah, it'll be their first time in Japan, and um, they'll be able to. I'll have some home games while they're here, so they'll be able to come and watch. So I'm excited about that. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I love that. Won't be able to walk around the house naked like I usually do. But, you know, some of this, <laughs> those are sacrifices you got to make. Apologies if anyone at home is eating a meal and visualize that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But uh, what, what you guys got Ooh. planned for the holidays? I know um, Christmas isn't for another two weeks, but y'all got anything planned? Yeah, my... I'm just going to go to my mom's. We always do this thing Christmas Eve at my mom's house. We do something like it's kind of low key, but it's cool at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's my plans pretty much. Okay. Dave? Uh, yeah, going to my brother's wife's family's place for a couple of days. Dope. And then I'm off to Florida for New Year's. Dope. Oh, you're going to Florida? Yes. Nice. nice. Fancy. Nice, nice. Yeah. You- where, where in Florida? Uh, Tampa St. Pete. Oh. Hey, say what up to the yeah. goat for me. Say what up to Brady. Why you out there? Oh, yeah, I'm gonna be like uh, Kevin Jones. You might know him. He knows He's friends me. with the guy that's friends with Joe from the Celtics. <laughs> He's like, oh yeah, that guy. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> the real estate financial advisor guy. Yeah, Duh. totally know that guy. <laughs> the WVU basketball team. They had a game this past weekend against Xavier. Um, mm-hmm. I thought they looked really good. Yeah. Yeah. I did. I watched the highlights because I wasn't able to watch the actual game. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought they looked good, man. Like they, again, one thing of concern that I talked about before is our rebounding. Yeah. We're not getting beat by big margins and rebounding, but that's a key sign to me that um, there's there's a couple of factors in rebounding. You know, we have to be making shots, which we have been. Mm-hmm. So, of course, your re- rebounding numbers uh go down because you're actually making the shots but also i don't know if it's a lack of aggression lack of well i don't know what it is but usually we out rebound our opponents even on our bad nights right so that kind of concerns me Mm -hmm. yeah it's uh it's interesting though too i felt like we played really well in the first half like Mm -hmm. really well and then all the like because we didn't fall apart until the end of the game granted our second half was nowhere near as good as the first but it's like Mm -hmm. all of a sudden we had so many guys in foul trouble and then it literally just started falling apart falling apart falling apart and it was like i'm yelling at the tv because xavier's making you know runs and dude by the way props to emmett that kid was i mean going at him he was mm-hmm. doing everything he could to prevent them from getting buckets. But, like, at the end of the day, he just couldn't do it by himself. Facts. Facts. And I think also one thing I think hurts us, too. And this is a good – this could be a good problem or a bad problem. So we have a lot of guys contributing, right? We have, right. like, I want to say three or four guys averaging over 10 points. Mm-hmm. But we don't have a standout guy yet that 
I feel like can just take the game over. I mean, maybe we do. I think um, either uh, I'm going to say either um, dang Trey or um, Eric I think, can do yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Eric, I think, set. stood up really, really well in that game. Because every time he yeah. was getting the ball, I mean, he was hitting it. I mean, and you could see him getting frustrated. Like, they would score or do something, and you could just see the fire in his eyes where he's like, fuck that. You know what I mean? And he'd go back to the other end of the court, and he'd hit a bucket every time. Yeah, I like I like his attitude. I like his I like his swagger. Um, he's done a lot of great things so far, even in this early part of the season. But that that just kind of concerns. That's two of the things that concern me is rebounding and not having a go to guy. You know, on yep. our on our um, final fourteen, we all knew who the ball was going to Deshaun. at the last second. There was no <laughs> Deshaun. No there was no ifs ands or buts about it. Everybody knew he knew, mm-hmm. and that was a thing on this team. I don't think we have a guy that clearly stands out that's like, you know, Tom's are going, Tom's are hard. Right. We're getting it to him to stop the bleeding. Mm-hmm. And I think Eric could end up being that guy or Trey could end up being that guy. But that's one of my concerns, especially when we play the um, the tougher opponents. Because you can get away with it playing whoever, like mid-major or whatever. You could get away with it. Yeah. But when we get into Big 12 Conference and the, and the better teams – I think that has to be established, those two things. I agree, and I think that's where it's going to get really tough for us is because I look at the Big 12 now like the Big East back then. Like, back mm-hmm. then the Big East was like, like, dude, the hardest fucking conference. And now I feel like the Big 12 is really taking over that. Like, everybody can play well. Everybody can take everybody out. Like, it's kind of like of an even playing field of sorts. So, um, and, and what's, what's sad about the big 12 is like, you could be, you know, leading the conference and all of a sudden you could play the shittiest team in the conference and then lose to them. Like it's wild how that happens in the big 12. But, um, I think that's really going to matter for us as to how Mm -hmm. we're going to play this year is how we're going to play in the conference, which we haven't seen yet. Yeah, I think so too. And again, We, we've had a great start, and, and I love the way that our guys are playing, and I'm not trying to compare this to last year's team. I just want – I just hope that they know, you know, last year's team started off really great too. Right. And then, you know, once we – to your point, once we got in the conference, things took a turn for the worse. Mm-hmm. So I just hope that these guys, no matter how well that they're doing in the um, non-conference games, that, they're, that they really lock in during the conference because I think that's where you get your – your your RPI stripes and your big wins to to have some momentum going into the tournament. Mm-hmm. I agree. So and I hope that they're locked in for that. I will say after we talked to Josiah last week that I feel like something that we have this year that maybe we didn't have so much of last year is I think we have some team leadership this year. Yeah, it seems like Eric and Emmett are both standing up to be those guys that kind of help the younger guys figure out what they're doing. And also to kind of just, you know, make everybody gel a little bit better. Honestly, I didn't think I was a little nervous when when the season first started. Like, how are these guys mm-hmm. going to play together? A lot of them have never played together before. We had, you know, Eric, who's who came out of the freaking portal. We had a lot of guys come out of the portal. So it's like, mm-hmm. how's this going to work? And honestly, I'm pleasantly surprised with how they work together. Yeah, I am, too. I, I seen it during the during the summer. But to, you know, see it unfold on the court. And I think that's what it really – it's it's hard, man. The transfer portal can be great, but then it also can suck too because you have fifth-year guys, right? Imagine these guys. They're not coming from winning programs. They they 
some, they're most of the time not, they don't know how to be selfless. Right. You know what I mean? Because they're going into a new opportunity thinking, I want to be the man. I want to, you know, this is my time to shine. It hasn't worked out in my other schools. <laughs> right. Um, and this is, yeah, this is my time to shine. So they usually come in with that mentality. But I, didn't, I haven't seen anybody that came into the program this year come in with that mentality. Everybody is just trying to get better and trying to win for the team. And I think you can see that, like I said, Everybody, the ball's being spread around. I'm really enjoying like the way that you know everybody cheers for each other. Mm -hmm. Now you know you're gonna you're gonna have natural competition where you want to play more than the other guy in front of you. You feel like you're better than the other guy, but there I don't see any real resentment like on the court or anything. You know what I mean? Where right. it could be detrimental to the team. Yeah, which I mean, hopefully that continues. Um, yeah. And we'll just have to see. I also, th uh, you know, I really wish Josiah had better internet because one of the questions that I had asked him last week, I really wish I had an answer for. And that was, you know, I know that he brushes it off when, when Huggins yells. He's like, all right. You know what I mean? Like, whatever. Mm -hmm. I got you. You know what I mean? I get it. I hope the rest of the team feels the same way because I feel like maybe that's where yeah. things tend to fall apart a little bit because some kids don't like to be not just yelled at, but like. You know what I mean? Like, they don't like that style, which is interesting. Like, why would you play for Huggins and not like being yeah, yelled at? Yeah, exactly. Like, I feel exactly. like you like should you know think, that. <laughs> like, you think he's going to change just, like, for you? Uh, nah. And yeah. I think uh, 30, 30 plus years, 40 years of coaching, I, I say no. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, <laughs> he's always going to be that guy, right? Exactly. But I think it also goes to the point where people say, and I hate when people say this, that he can't adapt to this new generation. You just got to find players who are your type of player absolutely and and that goes for any program not just hugs you gotta you know what i mean if you mm -hmm. run a particular system or you're a particular you coach in a in a different way you gotta find kids who will adopt that motto mm -hmm. and i think this year he has those guys so i never thought his coaching was ever in any you know jeopardy or he slowed down or anything like that it's just he didn't have the right guys, and maybe at the time he thought they were right for for the program. I, but I right. just hope that JT you know. Daniels finally finds a home for himself. Oh, I forgot he went to the transfer portal this week again. Again, yeah, for yeah, the third that's time. That's kind of. Yeah, I don't know how different. How different is it? Maybe Ash, you can. How do How do you think it's different as a football player and a basketball player going into the transfer portal? Ooh. Do you think that it's harder? I would say because you're a quarterback, it wouldn't be as hard. But I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Well, I think it depends. Than a basketball player. I, well, I think it depends, like you said, what position you play. I also think that for football, there's way more positions available. Let's think about that, mm -hmm. right? A basketball team normally plays a, a group of five guys, maybe a little bit on the bench. But most teams aren't like West Virginia and Huggins, who has a deep bench. So yeah. football players, though, there's a bunch. At the same time, though, these guys – are looking for playing time mm -hmm. and you know there's only one quarterback that gets played you know what I'm saying so you got to fight yeah. for that job and um I wasn't surprised that he left this year I honestly thought that he was probably gonna go um and then he did so I'm not surprised by it I I will say I wish I could have seen more out of him um, mm -hmm. I feel like either this just was really not a good fit for him or he lets bullshit get in his way. Cause that's, I mean, that's really all I can say about it. Cause that kid underperformed greatly. How many, um, I thought this was his last year. He has one more. 
Oh, he had one more year. He has oh, a fifth year. because Well, because of COVID, oh. everybody gets that extra year, yeah. you know? Yeah, so. I think he's seen the writing on the wall, though. I think he knew once Garrett Green started the last game against Oklahoma State, he kind of he kind of knew it was time to go. Wait. And I, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. What, what happened? I, well, I'm seeing this tweet that, that Dave just put up. Um, is that Pete Nakes? Nakos? Anyways, it doesn't yeah, matter. It says JT J- Nakos. Uh, JT mm-hmm. Daniels demanded a house when he visited Oregon State. Ultimately, he landed at West Virginia, where he received an NIL package in the mid-six figures, sources told Shit. on three. Return on investment isn't always there in the transfer portal. First of all, oh. mid-six figures in an NIL package? That's crazy. What the fuck did he get NIL money for? Yeah. <laughs> no Yo. offense. Like, really? You gave him that kind of money for name and likeness? Shit. Are, we, are we just throwing away money? That's like, what, what what's saying. our salary? What's our ceiling? What's our salary cap? We keep talking about how uh, we need to bring in investors. We need to we need to fundraise more money. But yeah, when we giving people fucking mid six figure <laughs> deals, that's gonna transfer uh, in for one someone year. That has showed, yeah. yeah, someone who showed us nothing, nothing. What the hell is going on? Is this? Is are we just an easy lick? Right? Are we just an easy lick? Seriously? Like you just people like, oh yeah, they're. They're giving out everything over there. Let's just well, I mean, go to WVU. Sadly, it looks like that on both ends too. Just like Shane or uh, what Shane Lyons did for Neil Brown, gave him an extension and just basically backed up the fucking Brinks truck to him. Like, yeah, this is this is man. wild. Like, it's what yeah, I didn't. I get that we're gonna have that. we're gonna have uh, some issues, I guess, because we're not like you know, bigger states like a Texas, for instance, where there's just, you know, limitless money and oil fields and everything else. Mm -hmm. I get that. But at the same time, um, why we would promise somebody the world when they haven't shown us dick is wild to me. Yeah, they need to take a freaking, they need to take a page out of the NFL model. You see these dudes, they making you prove like they not giving you no money. And you could be a... Take Lamar Jackson, for instance. They still don't want to pay this man. This man won an MVP. (laughs) And they still don't want to pay this man. They got to, yo, y'all got to take, y'all got to take a model from the NFL book. Why y'all, what are y'all doing? Right? This is insane to me. This is so um, crazy. yeah, I didn't know that. See, now that makes me even. We should have kept him too. If we gonna do that, are we gonna say but, keep Neil Brown cheaper to keep it? Like that's another. Might as well kept him too. Does this mean? Did we get a refund? But remember, did we it's get not a WVU that's paying for this. It's the NIL things. It's not WVU. Oh, the is that con- oh, the yeah, country yeah. roads? Can we talk? To, can we ask Oliver? Let's let's reach back out to Oliver. Let's I don't talk. know. I don't know where the because the NIL isn't just through Country Roads Trust. That's just one organization that does stuff. Okay. So I think it's like. Yeah. private boosters and, and whatnot and all that stuff okay to, uh, to gotta, anyone who knows where the money came from please put us in touch with whomever because i just want to know i want to know if we got a refund <laughs> i want to know if y'all yeah, got exactly. a refund that's it that's all i want to know <laughs> and i gotta remember this it's not the school dishing out this money but i'm like god they, there has to be some kind of committee that makes a final decision like where right. Somebody goes to somebody and just ask them, like, do you think this will be worth it in the long run if we give this kid this amount of money? Like, there has to be some kind of conference or talk about this before you dish out mid six figures. This podcast (laughs) would never be possible uh, today because none of these people stay around long enough to actually, like, form that (laughs) bond. Because you wouldn't eat this little rinky-dink podcast if you made $500,000 in one year. 
Like, right? No. That's a fact. I mean, that's, that's, I mean, that is that insane is a fact. Remember when, to me. Remember when you were a student, Kevin, and you had to like have meals, but they couldn't be meals. They could just be like things left lying around, but you had to like justify <laughs> yeah, exactly. eating food. And like they couldn't feed you because it might be seen as, uh, you know, a perk. And it's just like now it's like, oh, I need a house for my family to stay at, which is another right? thing he allegedly asked for. Yeah. So crazy. I mean, dude, my news guy told me a story the other day. Uh, they were doing a media day thing out at uh, at Mountaineer Field. And apparently they provided lunch for everybody in the media. And Pat McAfee was there. And as soon as the food got put, it was nothing major. It was like sandwiches. It was like, you know, not anything great. But anyways, Pat McAfee was there and he's making himself a sandwich. And Dave was like, dude, you could tell he was so hungry. Like the kid was fucking starving. And as he's making his sandwich, one of the coaches came over and were like, get out of here. Like, you're not supposed to be here. And it's like, oh, my God, don't deny the poor kid a sandwich. But that's what it was yeah, like back just, then. <laughs> like, yeah, for, for nothing, though. But it's just like... The most simplest of things, so simplest of requests wasn't getting fulfilled. And I again, like I I'm all for people getting hey, listen, you you're worth what you negotiate. Yes. You know what I mean? Like if that's again, I can't I can't blame that man for asking for that and them actually giving it to me. It probably was a surprise to him too. He was like <laughs> it probably was like, Oh, how much you think we could get from eh, ask for mid six figures. It's like, oh, they really went for it? Oh, okay, cool. Right? I got it. You know what's sad, though? Now we look like the dumb bitch, though. Like, really? Because had he went to Oregon and got that house and then didn't do well for them, you know, we'd be like, woo, dodge that bullet. But no, now we look like the bitch. Are we are we that desperate? Like, (laughs) (laughs) we have to be. That's the only way I could think about. We we have to be that desperate. Yeah. Um, As far as like football is concerned, I get it. That's that's the. That's the university's biggest payout is, you know, football games and attendance and stuff like that. Yeah. But is it to the point where to the detriment? Because now it's now it's like, like you said, we look dumb because mm-hmm. you paid this kid all this money for no reason. Right. When I also now I got to wonder, I want to know, like, OK, so how much money was Nico offered? Because a bunch of schools were coming for him to, for him, too. He better got offered more than him. He better got offered more than JT Daniels. I know that. Amen. He's got way more years in front of him. But at the same time, that's the other question, right? As far as the NIL money is concerned, like, are are they basically making these kids sign contracts? I want to know. I want to know more about this. I want to know if it's like... You have to perform in order to secure X amount. Like, we'll give you so much off the top. Just like if you sign a contract. Here's your guaranteed Mm -hmm. money. Here's your possibility money, right? I want to know if for whatever reason, let's say Nico, who has, you know, a five-year contract basically, right? Because he redshirted this year. I want to know where his guaranteed money would be if he were to leave. I want to know this. Yeah, I think that you just like – you on any other contract if you sign for mid i don't know let's just call it 500,000 that you that you know you got once you got here i'm putting in a contract like okay you'll get 250 this you'll get 250 one year and if you stay around you'll get the other 250 but i'm i'm like that's what they do overseas like you yeah. you get a you'll get a one in one contract like it'll be <clears throat> both parties it'll be like okay you'll get paid for this year and if we both agree for we want you back then you know you'll get paid the rest 
next year. Yeah. I don't see why we can't do that with the NIL. I would agree, would but at the same time, isn't, isn't it a little bit different, though? Like, how do you approach that? Like, you guys signing contracts is one thing. You've already proven yourselves, right? You guys mm-hmm. have already played, whether it's the collegiate level or whatever other overseas teams. These kids are coming fresh out of fucking high school for the most part. Yeah. How do you measure that? How do you judge this person deserves this amount of money? Hey, the same way the NBA judges how much, how who's going to, the NBA, NFL, whatever, mm-hmm. uh, judges who they're going to pick in the first or second rounds. You go okay. off of potential. Okay. That makes <laughs> it's sense. like, what could, the, what, what do we think this kid could give us? And then also you go off a wow factor. If it's a big enough name, if it's a guy you think will put butts in the seats, because at the end of the day, that's what it seems like it's all about. Right. That's that's how you go about it. And the person that you feel like can do that, because let's be honest, anybody who's gotten money, whether it be pro or whether it be in the NIL deals, it doesn't mean you're going to be worth it. It means it, it might happen. It might pay off. But right. you're taking a gamble. That's true. And I guess you're I guess everybody takes a gamble at the end of the day. NBA, check that story, NFL, Ash. whatever. Huh? What did you check say, Dave? This, check the story. I know. I, I was actually going to talk about that when we fin- when we finished our conversation. But, yeah, apparently a five-star high school recruit in the 2023 class recently signed a name, image, and likeness collective with a school that could earn him $8 million before his senior year at the college. Mm. According to the report, Oof. the unnamed athlete will receive $350,000 immediately. Okay, so there is guaranteed money. So $350,000 immediately and a monthly payment that will increase to more than $2 million per year once he steps yeah. foot on campus. You also got to put in a clause because that's a lot of money. You got to put in a clause like if if they go to if they go to the league if they go professional mm-hmm. or if they just drop out of school or let's just say god forbid they fail a drug test or something there has to be clauses somewhere yes. that you have to fulfill like you can't just get money for free exactly like well i'm wondering if there's like money right there's now. like legalese there that if you tie their performance to the team does that set up a quid pro quo professional agreement and that's why these nil organizations are off to the side so that it can't be tied to that. Like, they just happen to be getting this money um, because of their notoriety. Wink, wink. You know what I mean? Which yeah. how they? Which is interesting. How can, how can you even say that when most people probably don't even know who this dude even is? Yeah. And... Yeah, and again, the you know this is um, all of this is unprecedented. This just yes. happened like a few years ago, so the, I'm sure they're still working out the kinks on a few things. But th- I feel like this is something that has to be addressed. Mm-hmm. The way that you go about who you give money to and how you know, I mean, how they fulfill their end of the bargain. Because it's right now, it looks like people just giving away free money. Right. Oh, what the hell? Potential head coaching targets for North Texas include Garrett Riley and Graham Harrell. So Graham's going to not I don't know who they are. Graham Harrell is our current offensive, uh, our, our uh, offensive coach. Yeah. Is that a, is that a big deal? Well, considering this was as well, I mean, it uh, depends on how you look at it. Theoretically, yeah. it I mean, it kind of makes sense, right? Maybe that's why JT Daniels left. He, I'm pretty sure Graham mm. Harrell was the only reason why he came to begin with. Maybe he's going to go to North Texas if, if he gets <laughs> the job. <laughs> well, apparently Graham maybe they'll was give at, him. Maybe they'll give him Graham a was mill, at, a cool uh, mill. Graham was at North Texas before, so. Oh, was he? That's what it says. Well, dude, how crazy. So let's take a step back here. 
because Ren Baker just came from North Texas. I was just about to say that. This is interesting. There was another lady that, uh, uh, oh, what's her name? There's some collusion going I on. I was here. about I'm it right to now. say There's that. There's some fucking collusion going on. A hundred percent. This is, is not a. This is not a coincidence. Uh uh-uh, uh, not I at all. Th- out of all the schools, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. About this. I, I just don't really... know how it would work out in our benefit, though. <laughs> right. That's what I want to know. Honestly, though, can I? I'm going to keep it real for a second. Unless you know, I'm hoping we bring in someone else. Um, I didn't think that Gra- Graham Harrell didn't really. He didn't. Uh, What's the word I want to use? Wow he, Yeah, he definitely didn't wow us this year. I think he made mm. some pretty interesting calls offensively. I'm mm. like, what are we playing right now? Like, what are you calling right now? Like, that's wild. Yeah. Like, why the fuck are we throwing the ball on third down? Like, mm. wh- what? Especially when we mm. only have a little ways to – like, why – and we run the ball well. Like, I mean, it's, yeah. it's weird some of the play calls he was making this year. Maybe um, was a lot of it was was it when the kid CJ Donaldson got hurt because that might be you know if you don't have your star running back out there then I you know if I'm the coach I probably wouldn't be as keen on running the ball as much you know what I mean was it I don't know maybe it's the circumstances and you know we could all go back and hindsight is 2020 but overall how do you feel like he did like as far as our scoring average each game do you think he helped in any way (sighs) because. In my opinion, I feel like our offense – I mean, our our defense showed flashes sometimes, but Mm -hmm. it was our offense mostly that – kept us in a lot of the games that we won I feel like oh uh, definitely I th- well and that's honestly because a lot of our our defense was injured um mm-hmm. they were a new team like they were very young we only had a couple seniors on the team um which is funny it seems like every year it's either our defense is really good or our offense is like they're never <laughs> they're yeah, never exactly. together it's never complete football yeah right yeah. so and, and I don't want to talk too much shit about Graham Harrell because honestly first of all I'm no expert by any <laughs> means um I'm just going by what I saw this year mm-hmm. but um I mean you know I'm, I'm just I'm hoping I'm hoping I'm gonna hold out hope and faith that something is going to give next year because I, oh man, it was a rough one this year. I mean, rough. Yeah. Yeah. His, his time is Neil Brown's time is definitely running out. I hope they can get it together. Mm -hmm. Um, Who, if you had to choose right now, who's the starting quarterback for next season? Ooh, that's a good question. So I think it's going to come down to who's going to prove themselves. Right. I think Garrett green really showed some promise at the end of this season. At the same time, I didn't really get to see enough of Nico to really make, Mm -hmm. Um, much of a judgment call because Crowder left too. JT and Crowder are both out. Do you right? think Nico like... stays? Why wouldn't he? I don't see why he would leave. But Neil Brown's the reason why he came. Well, yeah. Neil's still here. And he could leave at any time he wants. It's not like he's, you know what I mean? Like yeah. now is like there's no, he, he doesn't he doesn't need to leave anywhere until next year. See what happens. Exactly. He's got time on his side. I think right now is a case of experience. Obviously, going with Gary Green, he's had some a lot of game experience versus talent. You know, from mm-hmm. what everybody, from what you were even saying, Ash, Nico is a, you know he's a top recruit coming out, and he's supposed to be the the second coming of whoever. So I think right now is just like, what do you go against? And it, it, in my opinion, mm-hmm. because Nico is still young, if I'm Neil Brown and my job is on the line, pretty much, I'm going with experience. I'm going with Garrett Green, a proven, you know, he. Sure. He didn't do it a whole lot, but he did it more than Nico. So I'm going to put my money on that. And now if that goes sideways, then mm-hmm. I might have to change my plans up. But right. other than that, I'm going with experience. 
And I think it, it could be, I mean, it could be interesting. I think that, uh, well, I mean, Garrett Green's got legs for sure, but I believe that mm-hmm. Nico also runs the option. So mm-hmm. if that's the case, it would be interesting to see those two kind of go back and forth maybe. Like maybe, uh, I don't know, maybe Neil will do what he did with like, you know, put JT out there and then put Garrett out there. Maybe now it could be the same thing with them. And see who comes out on top. Because honestly, at the end of the day, it's whoever's going to show what yeah. they got. Um, yeah. But we'll see. I, I do think that Garrett will start for sure this season. I do. Okay. Yeah, I think so too. Um, that's unless that. something crazy happens in the off season or something crazy happens during practice. But oh, we sure. we shall see. We'll have to see. Yeah. Speak. Um, speaking of continuing um, with WVU Athletics, Ren Baker – had his uh, official press conference the other day, and mm-hmm. you know John was supposed to be here so he can talk about it because he was there, <laughs> but he doesn't care about the show. So, no. um, did you guys actually see the press conference, Dave Ash? Yes. Were your thoughts on mm. it? I mean, for me, press conferences don't mean too much. You know what I mean? Yeah. I need to see somebody I in know. action. You can make me promises all day long. Seems like a cool dude. John even said that. Mm-hmm. He's like, he seems like a cool dude, which I like. I Dude, the minute he stepped out of the, <laughs> off the freaking plane, like the shoes that he was wearing, I was like, this dude's pretty cool. <laughs> all right, got yeah. you. He's got style, that's for sure. So we'll see. Yeah. He just seems like a guy you could have a, you know, you could have a beer with, you could have a conversation with. He just seems like laid back. Yes. Again, like anybody can have that demeanor um, in a press conference. But, you know, he, he just comes off as a pretty genuine guy. Mm-hmm. I think that's, you know, first off, you want to have good guys and um, in head positions like that. Uh, also, but, the guys that don't, it doesn't feel like they sit up in the ivory tower and they're untouchable yeah. kind of thing, you know. Yeah, that's the vibe I get from him. Like he's a like he's a commoner. Like he'll come out, talk with the people, shake hands, kiss babies, all that stuff. Right. Um, but at the end of the day, is how good are you at your job? And oh um, hell no! I just oh sorry, sorry. Oh, are you looking at this, Kevin? Are you looking <laughs> yeah, at this right yeah, now? Black. Fuck black you, Virginia Tech. I'm not gonna lie; those black jerseys is fire. I know. I'm hoping that hey, we I bring hope- back ours. Oh yeah, I think he already knows. I think he, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure enough people have gotten got into that. Was one I'm of the sure things that I saw on Twitter, like after he was announced, like people were like, "Can we bring the black jerseys back?" And it's like, oh, it's so funny how we are all obsessed with the black jerseys. It just gives off an aura, man. Like it, it just really gives, does. Gives, so it gives off a, a vibe. Um, but I really hope for his sake, because he does seem like a genuine dude, that he knows the situation that. He's in, and I'm sure he does. I'm talking about as far as like, you got you got a, a little bit of a mess to clean up coming in here. I don't envy mm-hmm. his. I don't envy his like, how the way he's he's coming in off of this because people are gonna judge him. Like he's on a micro. He's in a microscope right now. Yep, a hundred percent. By the way, real quick, Ethan tweeted: Josiah Harris knocks down a mid range shot. WVU up thirteen. Jeff Jonesy you tweeted, you go on the final forecast and you just make buckets. It's just how life works. <laughs> it's just that it's that simple. It's I that wish simple. these young kids knew what was going on. <laughs> Josiah has the formula. That's right. And you see what Eric, Eric's been on. A, That's true. You see what he's been doing. Yep. Hey, it's, it's just proven at this point. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know what else to say. Yeah. You want to make some buckets? Come on the show. Let's go. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Done. But, um. Yeah, so the WVU game is going on right now. It'll, you know, by the time the episode comes out, it'll be over. Hopefully we get this win. I hope so. Uh, against Navy. Mm-hmm. And it um, seems like from their record, they're a pretty decent team. So Yeah, they're not bad. We get this, 
great home win. Yeah. But um, about Ren, yeah, I hope he, um, I hope he doesn't lose, lose like heart over what might happen if things don't go well, especially from the start. You right. Because don't we get can discouraged. Be tough on people at some time. Absolutely, yeah. we are. And, and here's the thing, though. There's something I know about West Virginia fans. When you're new. We're going to be extremely welcoming. Okay, there's no Mm -hmm. reason for us not to be. We are super friendly. By the way, West Virginia was ranked one of the nicest states in the country, just so you know. Um, I think we were number three on the list, as a matter of fact, which is huge. Um, But we're going to be super cool. We're going to love you hard. Um, Mm -hmm. But just... If if we have a rocky moment, just bear with us, okay? Because we tend tend to get aggravated very easily. (laughs) We could go goblin mode. Oh yeah, what is goblin mode? This is now a, a what? Yeah, was, a, a word see that transition? See that transition Oxford I did there? Dictionary? I, I like it. That was that good, was a man. slick transition. Was, and the worst thing is, I'll probably notch. cut it and put a Paul okay. voiceover in there. So it's just for nothing, you know. Hold on, I'm trying to share this this uh, defo here. Da, 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 goblin mode. Now we're now when you say goblin mode, you're talking about like Green Goblin from from Spider Man, right? It's a type of behavior which is unapologetically self-indulgent, lazy, slovenly, or greedy, typically in a way that rejects social norms or expectations. So however John acts in public. <laughs> that's funny. Oh, man. I like and, that. And that's a whole word. Like, that's a thing. Yeah, that's the word of the year from the Oxford English Dictionary. We, we need to stop mode? making words. I know, right? Like, st- why? We have enough words. We like we have enough. Like, we stop I, I think that the case of you saying we need to stop making words is probably reason why we should keep evolving the language, Kev. Why? <laughs> we add words every year of human speech and communication. Things change. Have we? Yeah, it's, it's yeah. Dumb. words don't stop evolving. It's dumb. But like, no offense, but like a word, okay. But goblin mode is that's phrase, two words, yeah. first of all. For, yeah, I was gonna say that's already is already. A it's word. not even a hyphen. <laughs> like yeah. I'm just saying. <laughs> like, I, I don't. We, I, we, uh, we doing the most. We doing the most. Just give it up. Prevailing mood of individuals enough. who rejected the idea of returning to normal life, or rebelled against the increasingly unattainable aesthetic standards, and unsustainable lifestyles exhibited on social media oh so it's kind of like what i said the other day i was talking to somebody and i was like it's interesting that ever since covid happened like look at fashion now it's so casual like even Mm -hmm. business attire has gone completely casual everyone now is like going out like literally in athletic wear like athleisure wear like everybody just Mm. wants to be fucking comfortable as we should we don't get paid amen man i've always dressed for comfort but i'm really feeling it now like it's great that's why you work in radio though because you're behind a microphone that's true (laughs) it's true it's true until you're you you really could just like not wear a bottom and just go and just just sit down you know it's gonna be a bit cold all day long in front of a microphone Huh? She might get a bit drafty if that's the case, if she's not wearing a bottom. Hey, listen, sometimes you need a little draft to wake you up. You feel me? Sometimes you know what I'm you saying? <laughs> like Ashley's Porky Pig in it in the studio. What's going on right <laughs> Por- now? Porky Pig in it. <laughs> now that should be a word. Now that should be that a phrase. Should, yeah. Porky, Porky Pig in it. Oh, my God. That's what I'm doing right now. Actually. I'm Daffy Duck in this information. But <laughs> got nothing under that Snuggie. We're just rocking it top up. Hey, there we go. Listen, I ain't there even mad go. at it. I love it. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I think we're good. Finish us off. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, nothing. Oh, <laughs> how, all right. Well, how you dern? <laughs> how you dern? Gotta fuck you. 
Porky Pig in it. There we go. Oh God. That was. It's like the sausage is hanging out of the butcher shop, just like from the window. Hey. That was another episode of the Final Forecast featuring me, one of your co-hosts, Kevin Jones. Got my lovely co-host, Ashley, with me. That's me. Super producer, Dave. Hi, how you doing? How you doing? Hopefully we'll have John back if he if he survives Arizona, this West Coast trip. <laughs> we shall Let's see. Let's pray for him. Yes. And his travels. <laughs> um, <laughs> see you guys next time. Peace. Bye. Peace.